It was totally slime junk slime. Welcome <laughs> 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 uh, uh, to another episode of What Geeks Do. This episode 18 with special guest Joe Amato, regular crew, Monster Force Marge, No Job Raw, myself, Wild Dog Pizza. What's going on, guys? What's up? Yeah. up? Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Anybody uh, get some new stuff this week? Any like new cool shit that? That they got, like they go out to like their shop or just comic shop, pick up anything. I got nothing. nothing? <laughs> I got nothing. Absolutely. I picked up some Beowulf comics. Do you guys, do you ever see those books? Beowulf. Oh, yeah. Beowulf. Oh. He that looks was- like in the Mar- oh in the DC universe, he's got like these giant horns on his head that are like I think the artist. They're supposed to be just like real. Uh, real bone, but the artist makes it look like it's made out of steel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The uh, the story, the writing, absolutely sucks. <laughs> when when are these from? Are they from the nineties? Um, they're when books were twenty five cents. So I'm going to say the Bronze Age. Oh, okay. Um, so eighties, I guess eighties, late seventies. I think and, it was late seventies, maybe. I, I'm not sure. Anyway, but um. The the artwork's pretty cool. Like I got it for reference mostly. Yeah. But the 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 character himself looks pretty badass. Mm-hmm. But you know he's playing shit like like uh, minotaurs and stupid ass fucking shit like, like that and giant snakes. I remember dragons. the movie when the movie came out. Was yeah. it any good? Because the book kind of made me want to see what the movie was all about. But I have a feeling it. What Beowulf? It, yeah, I had yeah. a bad experience because I watched it in the theater and like. For one, it was like kind of okay for the CGI at the time, but mm-hmm. the sound was so ear piercing it made me not even enjoy the movie. Like I didn't, oh, I didn't care for the movie at all. Yeah, I never had a movie with like like the sound fucked me up and made me not like the movie. But that movie definitely did. See, I one of my favorite stories from when I was in college was Beowulf. I, it was you know it was really cool because it's like it's one of the older stories oh, yeah. in you know, um, Europe and I, I really dug it and all. And I saw the movie cause I was excited. I was like, all right, this is going to be awesome. It's like, it just went way off from, yeah. Yeah. I was they, thinking about picking that up, but I, I, I don't know. I'm going to throw some pictures in of Beowulf. The yeah, comic it's, from, it's from, it was, uh, the series lasted from 75 to 76. Oh, Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna throw some uh, Beowulf in the uh, the message board with us, okay. and well, I'll post it on What Geeks too, so the listeners can see who the hell this dude is. Looks he cool. looks he looks pretty badass. I, I will admit. Uh, Joe and Rob, if you go and Marsh, if you go to episode 18 in our little conversation thing, oh, you yeah. can see it. He's like a, a dragon slayer of sorts. Well, that's what yeah Beowulf did stuff like that. Like he was in the the actual story of Beowulf. He he slayed all kind of monsters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, this reminds me. I was watching uh, Deathstalker, that 80s film. Oh, wow. Have any of you ever seen that? Which one? Yeah, that's that? been a long time. Didn't they yeah. make a few of those Deathstalkers, if I'm not mistaken? Did they make oh, a couple? I hope so. <laughs> well, well, which I one watched, was. Hold on, I'm going to look it up. I, I watched. Uh, uh, Rob, did you ever see that? No. Well, it's. I don't. I didn't watch the whole thing through because I was uh, in the middle of tattooing, but I turned on for one of the customers. But in the beginning, this guy comes into this like village and starts stealing all the shit. Oh yeah! 
and then all these dudes come in and take the shit that he stole and then they tried raping this girl right so then Deathstalker comes out of nowhere. He's like this big hulking motherfucker. That guy can play E-Man. He comes in. Oh yeah. He's he's killing motherfuckers left and right. And then the Weasley thief that first started all this shit, he was like, "Yo, give me your shit right now." And he's like, "Yo, man, just take it, just take it." He's like, "Just take it." And he's like, "You know what? I'm gonna take it, and I'm gonna take your life too." And he kills the dude, right? And then the girls all like tied up, and he's looking at the girl, and he's like, "Yep, it's like time for my reward." And he puts his fucking uh, knife into the uh, over her head, into like this like wood. And he takes her arms and puts her arms over it. And I thought like something was gonna go down, <laughs> but like he, I he like rips the bandages, like the, the ropes in half with the knife. And then all of a sudden he's like taking off the, her top, and she's like no, no. And then he's like yeah, yeah. She's like yeah, yeah. And then they get into it. <laughs> And they're like making out, and he's like grabbing all this ass and shit, and it's like they're really get. I'm like, yo, what, what is this PG-13 or what? Like they were getting into it, and then all of a sudden, like um, some old dude had to fucking cock block him, and he's like, yo, man, some shit, some shit, and he's like, yo, get the fuck out. He goes, yo, I need that shit now. And he's like, fine, I'll be right there. So he goes over, and talks to the dude, and we turns around, and the girl snuck out, and he's like, god damn it. It was crazy, man. It, it made me want to watch more. I watched yeah, it. Yeah, there's time. three sequels. Yeah, oh, that's, that's, I knew there was a lot of them. Those were in the 80s, right? Yeah, 87 was when... Are they all made in, in 83. 83 was when the first one came out. I don't know these the last movies. one came out in 87? Um, uh, and the covers, weren't those covers? They were... The covers were painted too, right? I yeah, they were Boris Vallejo. Boris yeah, Rob, was, the covers. I, can re- I remember the first one. If... It's like this blonde, like He-Man, Hulkin-looking dude versus this giant, like pig dude. Yeah, you remember that? No, I don't remember that. Yeah, it's good. We're gonna have to watch it one time. I come over, I bring it over. The dude's like, he takes what he wants, does what he wants, gets what he wants. I like the Wraith. The Wraith? Oh yeah, the old '80s movie with the. That's what made me think of it. No, well, this is what it looks like, dude. Just check the email. I'm putting it in there. Yeah, right this now. is a barbarian movie. Oh, yeah, okay. see there, it should pop up right now. This is like Conan. Yep. Yep. Boris Bro. Vallejo did the covers for all of these, and the the sequels are, let's see, it's God oh, dang it, it's um, it's Deathstalker, and in Deathstalker two, Deathstalker and the Warriors of from Hell, and Deathstalker four, Match of Titans. Okay. Oh man, it's awesome! Oh, I remember this cover. Uh-huh. Yeah, yes. Yeah, if you, if you ever went into a video store during the eighties, uh-huh. you saw these covers. Yeah, absolutely. that was probably one of my favorite times. Man, when you go into the eighties store and you just go down the aisles and look at all that amazing painterly art. Oh, so is it a good movie? I don't know about good movie, but it, <laughs> it, was, it was fun. Good B rated, you know. It, was, you know, it got it got my interest from that one scene. Okay. You know, okay, I'll um, check it out. I was yeah, watching that, for- and I was oh. watching uh, Never Ending Story Part Two. Oh yikes! That's good. Yeah, that's a rough one. They were very inspired by the Dark Crystal in that one. Oh yeah, because they had those crab-like dudes come out and like get people. Don't we're not bird. Okay, yeah. this kid meets some bird dude, and they I go to like this bird. place where everybody's walking yeah. around. It's all nice. And then these crabs just show up, and I was like, yo, that's Dark Crystal Crabs. Uh-huh. And they were all like... <laughs> they were inspired. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's weird to see somebody inspired during the same time now. 
Yeah. Usually it's like you're inspired by people like decades away from you. Well, if you look at like now when movies are made, a lot of times like three other movies come out that are similar to it at the same yeah. exact time. I think they just yeah. just to like like use the same sets because it's cheaper. Something like that. I have to. I watch Entourage, and a lot of that is said that like they get they get wind of like who is doing what. So they're like, oh, we got to do a movie that's like close to that, and they're like scripts will get leaked. Yeah, yeah. Well, that and Veep. I always feel like I I I know the inside scoop of how things work. I feel like people like (laughs) if if they put a big budget film out that has a similar cover, and then some B movie makes a cover that's similar, like people like just click on it because it looks like that, and it's in their subconscious. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah it's it's hard not to get an idea out of your head. Yeah. You know the child actor that was in uh, Never Ending Story 2 hung himself because he couldn't get an adult role? I didn't oh, know yeah. that. Yep. Yeah. What, what was his name? I, I remember him because he was in – the last thing I saw him in was that um, that Sequest show. Hmm. He was on that show. Um, what was Sequest about? It was a it was a like a TV show about this underwater submarine. Oh, we would be underwater if it's a submarine. It was about this submarine crew that they were exploring the ocean depths and all. And then this war started happening up on the surface. No um, shit, dude. Sequest used to be my favorite Atari game when I was little. Yeah, remember that word? Yeah, I don't know if that's based on that or not. It might be. It is now. That was a submarine. <laughs> <laughs> I change your reality and make it mine. <laughs> Are you guys talking about Boner? No, we're talking about Jonathan Brandis. All right, because I was thinking was, Boner. Like, I remember, I remember when when Trip and I were kids, we couldn't stand Jonathan Brandis. Oh, that's the dude that was in Ladybugs. Uh, yeah. Oh, I know. Okay. Yeah, but uh, Trip Boner and I hung stand himself him, too. And so we'd always we'd always watch something and be like, "Oh, this is great because it's starring Jonathan Brandis. <laughs> Jonathan Brandis is our hero. <laughs> Jonathan Brandis is the awesomest guy ever." I like and Ladybugs. I like, that Ladybugs he hung is himself, cool. I never. You gotta be kidding. Nope. Yeah, he yeah. couldn't get. A, he he applied or uh, he went out for like roles for adult roles, yeah. and I guess I guess he was uh, what is it called typecasted as like yeah. the that and kid. See, yeah, and see, and, he, he could have been a stud. Like the kid was good looking kid. Yeah, he would have been a good looking man. But it was yeah. like everybody always wanted to have him play that little kid. At, you know, in every movie. Well, he, you know what he should have did. He should have pulled a Ben from Who's the Boss and got into adult porn. Oh. Wait, real quick, real quick. <laughs> John, John Brandis, I mean, you're saying that the kid that was in Never Ending Story that was reading the book? Yeah, the second one. Oh, okay, I was going to oh, I thought you was the first. I was like, well, I didn't know, but I I never knew about him because I remember in that movie Sidekicks that was kind of cool with Chuck Norris. I always liked that movie, but (laughs) I did too. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. See, my my nephew used to love this kid because he was in movies like that. He was in movies he watched when he was a kid, but I was old enough to not be able to stand him because... Like he was this pretty boy, you know. Nobody liked yeah. a pretty boy. Is 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 that the way that like? Because Boner hung himself from growing pains too. Is that what like, was it, his problem? Uh, he just he like, was Boner. Yeah, he was Boner for life. He got he got. Dude, how do you boner. get a nickname Boner? <laughs> was his I was surprised that show. blue, you know, on TV shows. I can't I believe know, that right? like, 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 is that a kid? That, that reminds me of this kid that I know that like back in the day before he got his shit together, he was a young adult. And he would stare at girls, and he couldn't control himself, and he would be like, "Dude, dude, what, what, what?" And like, he's different than Boner at the time. He's 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 grown out of that now. But back in the day, this kid—if you were hanging out with a bunch of girls—wait, what? Was that you? 
No, no. When, oh, this okay. kid back in the day, man. Like, uh-huh. not even Flash, Joe Amato. I didn't beg a lot of being a creep. All right. So anyway, um, so this kid didn't know his shit back in the day, and he was like, oh, we, like these like big breasted girls been hanging out, and he'd be like, staring, like, fucking, like, he's in a trance, like, and like, he didn't even know, you know? He couldn't even escape oh, it. Man. He hung himself? Yeah. Um, I don't know about uh, Boner hanging himself now. I, I know he was dead. But oh, he, I mean, he, he died. Yeah. Owner hung. Oh, I know Boner this. did that thing where you you tie your what a noose around your neck while you jerk off type. <laughs> no, thing. he didn't, dude. He hung I, himself. I, I don't know about that. He hung himself. I, I know with about the, Boner. He did it with the NSX guy. Yo, I'm a Growing Pains fan. Boner hung himself in the parking. Yo, I'm a grown ass yeah, man he too. He, he, <laughs> he did. He did. He did. In Canada. Hundred a hundred feet from a footpath in a huge park. He went to another country to kill himself. No, no, he no, lived no. This in is Canada. This at Stanley Park. Oh, okay. In Vancouver. He was from Van- He was from Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah. Know that he played the Joker in Batman Dead End. He was also an activist. Boner? Yeah, he used to go to like anti-nuke and animal rights shits. Wait, Batman Dead End. No wonder. Oh God, I hated that Joker. No, I hated that Joker with a passion. Really? I hated it. That, I, I just wanted, that I was like Batman beat the shit out of that thing. <laughs> Overacting the, the the design, he looked like an alien. I hated that. But I like when the Predator showed up. That was cool. <laughs> and that was a cool Batman too, because that Batman reminds me of the uh what's that guy playing what's his Jennifer Gardner husband? Oh, um, Affleck? Affleck. The guy reminded yeah. me of Affleck in that. Yeah, that was um Bartram. Clark or I think his name was Clark. Bartram or whatever. That dude was awesome. I like that he, Joker too, Charles. I like that Joker. I thought he was <laughs> creepy as crap. I thought he was too. Uh, Did you ever see that uh, Joe Amato where the Batman versus Joker versus Predator? No. It versus sounds Zayden. awesome. No, it, it was awesome. really serious? Yeah, yeah it, was it was on YouTube. Basically, basically what it was, it was a short fan film for San- Sandy Calera was the guy who directed it. And he's been he's worked in special effects for years and years, but he wanted to kind of branch out on his own. And so he made that as kind of like a demo reel for what he could do, because it was showing he could do superhero stuff. He could do horror stuff. He could do science fiction stuff. And so they basically made their own versions of all the costumes and they redid the Predators and they looked if. If if not as good, they looked a little bit better even yeah, than the ones in the movies. And the alien looked perfect. True. And Batman looked like if you've ever seen any of Alex Ross's paintings of Batman, yeah, mm-hmm. it looked like one of his paintings of Batman came to life. Yeah. And wow. they the, did a really um, good job with that. Is that available joke? on YouTube or anywhere? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. You can. I'll I'll find it. Yeah, it'll link me. So it's a uh, <laughs> extravagant, ex- special day today. Uh, it's Friday the thirteenth. And it's so nice to have Joe Amato on the show because he's a mm-hmm. horror master and he loves Friday thirteenth. I synced yep. it up nice, right? Yes, that was perfect. That was perfect. I was watching a little marathon of that. I watched four of them today. Nice. You no shit, they had that time. on there. What's that? They had that on the tube marathon. Um, it was a uh, AMC had. I think it was the first 
three. I think it was three, and then I just had to grab one of my DVDs and put in part four just to watch oh, yeah. four. It's like, well, you know, so, once you watch three, I have to go we, into four we were having and a, then take a break. We were having a recent discussion, Joe, and I would like to get your input on this. Um, like, uh, they were saying um, part seven is their favorite. And what's your favorite Friday the 13th? Well, that's what's strange. I mean, I, I, I'd hate to fall into the person that do want to say part seven, but I, I have a, like a real connection. I don't know what seems like three and seven. I don't oh. know why. I really love three. I love seven. I love I'll, seven. Be- well, go ahead. Brings, he brings a great balance to this show. Yeah, that's complete yep. balance. No, I, I like both of those, too. Those are two of my favorites, too. I love Seven. Yeah. Seven's my favorite. Yeah. I just It was when, but, when Kane Hodder took that role of mm-hmm. Jason. He gave a life to him that it, it's never been seen. Just the way he looked, the way he moved. And, yeah. and that was the first time, as you remember, when Tina, like, you know, made that mask rip off his face. And then, you know made the floor blow, you know, boards blow mm-hmm. up and he flew down there and then he grabbed her, took her down and he yanked off that, you know, one part around his throat and he looked pissed. I was like, Jason looks upset. You've uh, never seen Jason look like, you know, with emotion. I was like, he is mad looking. It was just, I don't know, that, that whole thing, what he brought to it. That, that reminds that. me, Rob's first kiss was with a girl named Tina. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny. And I was making out with her, with her sister. That was the days, man. Uh, fucking back in the day, we hung out at Dead Man's Hill, right, with our skateboards. We had thick-ass skateboards. This shit were like fucking 14.5, right? And mine was neon pink, and his was neon green, right? Dead Man's Hill, you didn't want to go down... Th- Wait, was that Dead Man's Hill, or was that... That was Dead Man's Hill. Okay, we went down, down Dead Man's Hill on our boards, but we'd have to go down on our knees because you'd fall and hurt yourself. But I remember... We we went we, we distanced ourselves a little bit so we can have a little privacy. And I remember like I was hanging out with the sister and she was older than all of us. And she was like, Amy. you know what they're yeah, she 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 goes, You know what they're doing over there right now, right? And I go, What? She's like, They're they're making out. You wanna make out with me? And I go, Uh I never did that before. And she goes, Don't worry, just dude, I'll show you how. Dude, she threw her tongue in my mouth like it was a fucking Fucking, I remember that. I, 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 she came in saw right? It was gentle, and all of a sudden, like, fucking tremors broke through the fucking ground. Went in my mouth. I was, like, fucking fighting with my tongue and shit. Like, fucking, it felt like they were cleaning my teeth and shit. It was the grossest thing I ever, I ever experienced You all fucked up after that. I, had I was. Remember? I was walking home. Like, I felt like I was, like, violated or something. It was, like, the yeah. weirdest thing. I did not, like... Another person's tongue in my mouth. Yeah. At all. I was like, that's a French kiss. You were like, what? A what? <laughs> and, and, and you know what? I didn't even ask for that. She kind of almost made me do it. Yeah. I was I was making out with <laughs> on the garbage. Joe Amato, you're bringing up old shit, man. You're you, opened it, you opened up the room. So, so pizza, what, what, would you consider that the fact that maybe you were like sexually assaulted by this woman? I was sexually assaulted. Nowadays, you could bring it to court. Yeah, but I was sexually... Uh, actually, he's a guy, so he can't really... Mm-hmm. I was sexually assaulted <laughs> one time. Me and Rob, both same time. We were... What, we, was it a camp there's, counselor? There was these girls yeah, that exactly. were a lot older than us. They were our friend's sisters. Yeah. And they were always home alone. And they would always hang out, smoking their cigarettes. And I'd probably drink a beer. I don't remember. I know they are smoking cigarettes. I think they were drinking beer. <laughs> They're, they're drinking beer at the table, and we love these chicks. We would always like try to do ollies in front of them, think we're cool and shit. And then um, they were hot. They, they, yes, they were. They were like '80s hot. 
Mm-hmm. All right, the hair was would reach the sun. Holy feathered, feathered everywhere. It was one was taller than the other, and one was slicker than the other. And um, they were like, "Yo, you want to come inside?" And I'm like, "Shit, this is our chance." We would fucking mow the yo. We would mow these people. <laughs> we would mow these people lawn and cut their grass and clean out their fucking shed just to get a sight of these girls, right? When they asked us to come in, they're like, "Yo, come on in." So, the one sat me on her lap and the other one sat me sat Rob on the other one's lap, and they were doing some fucked up shit like opening up our pants and shit. It was crazy. I probably should be saying this on a podcast. I'll never, I'll never, I'll never forget that guy. What happened to Friday the 13th? How'd that happen? <laughs> you yeah, opened Charles up was getting to say something about Friday the 13th. I'm just like, what? We were talking about Friday the 13th. I don't know how we got on this. <laughs> well, uh, ooh. yeah, so what were you saying, Charles, about Friday the 13th? All right, so bringing up Friday the 13th. I don't know who I am. Did you guys see part three in the theater? No. I seen um well I seen actually I did see three in the theater. Um, so you saw it in three D like the, with the three D and of course you know it seemed pretty amazing then. I mean compared to stuff nowadays, sure I know three D is a lot better, but that was cool to see. And I think wasn't it one of the first big three D movies? It was that the wasn't first three D movie that had those new kind of glasses. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Because the then first movie where you put on the mask, right? Yeah. yeah, it was. That was always an iconic moment. But beyond that, after part three, all the ones I seen basically four, five, six, seven. I seen what at made the, him um, so attached to that mask that he wanted to keep it on for several movies afterwards. Boy, it worked. I mean, there was just yeah. that was just some combination. It but there was no emotional attachment or nothing. Well, it's just covered up his mongoloid face. Yeah, he just wanted to cover it yeah, well, well, <laughs> he did. He just wanted to cover it up. And... <laughs> That's an inside joke, just in case you're getting all riled up right now with us. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, didn't they even describe him? No, I mean, the reason I thought you were serious for a second is I thought they described him as mongoloid. Oh, I'm serious. No, no, uh, Joe, Bob, Joe Bob Briggs describes him that way. Yeah. And every commentary he does, he's like, oh, look, mongoloid running around. Like, okay. Biggles? <laughs> BJ Biggum. Big Shout out. BJ Biggum. So, real so real quick. All right. Go hey, ahead, Pizza. Real quick in? No, what were you saying? I was going to say, you know, since we're talking about Jason, we got to talk about his brother that just recently died. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. His, What's his, his name? Brother, his brother in Slasherdom. Leatherface. Leatherface. Gunner Hansen passed away this past oh, You hear about that, no Joe? Way. Let's take a moment. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Oh, you didn't know that, Joe? No, no. Let's take a moment. When did that happen? Uh, That was five yeah, this days past ago? week. Oh, yeah, yes. several days ago, my man died. And of course, for people listening to this now, it was several, 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 several days well, ago. Sorry, so let's take a moment to honor his passing. So Ed Gain is the character that he was loosely based on. Right? One of them. Yeah. I'm terrified to look at those pictures you sent me. <laughs> <laughs> That's scary the dude, stuff. The dude made a belt out of nipples, bro. He really did that? Dude, yeah. he really oh, did yeah. that. He made a nip belt. All right, hold on a second. I'll tell you exactly what they found in the house. Oh, okay. shit. Death Stalker poster. There we go. Hold yeah, on to your seat. He made a Death Stalker poster. <laughs> Uh, here we go. Um, 
On November 16, 1957, Plainfield, oh. Wisconsin, um, Plainfield hardware store owner Bernice Warden disappeared. When Warden's son told investigators that Gein had been in the store the evening before her disappearance, saying he would return the next morning for a gallon of antifreeze, the police began to suspect Gein. A sales slip for a gallon of antifreeze was the last receipt written by Warden on the morning she disappeared. Upon searching Gein's property, investigators discovered Warden's decapitated body in a shed hung upside down by ropes at her wrist with a crossbar at her ankles. The torso was dressed out like a deer. She had been shot with a 22 caliber rifle and the mutilations were made after her death. Searching the house, the authorities found, now get ready for this, whole human bones and fragments, wastebasket made of human skin, human skin covering several chair sets, skulls on his bedpost, female skulls, some with the top sewn off. He used them like bow- oh, bowls made from human skulls. A corset made from a female torso skin from shoulders to waist. Leggings made from human leg skin. Mask made from the skin from female head. Mary Hogan's face mask in a paper bag. Mary Hogan's skull in a box. Bernice Warden's entire head in a burlap sack. Bernice Warden's heart in a plastic bag in front of Gein's potbilly stove. Nine vulva in a shoebox. A young girl's dress and the vulvas of two females judged to have been about 15 years old. They a built a whole car in a shoebox? Huh? They put a vehicle in a shoebox? No, a vulva. Like, oh, not a vulva. It was a big shoebox. Yeah, that's too much. That's too much. He, I think he topped Leatherface with that shit, man. All right, he had a belt made from human, from female human nipples, four noses, a pair of lips on a window shade drawstring, a lampshade made from the skin of a human face, and fingernails from female fingers. I don't understand what makes a human do thing like that. Well, he was from Wisconsin. What kind of pleasure do you get out of making all that shit? Uh, He was definitely loopy. He um. He's an artist. Well, he is an artist. I'll give him that. <laughs> no, he was abused as a kid. Uh, that was one of the things. Um, Charles Marsh was taught. We were talking about this the other day on the way home. Uh, we had some deep conversations on the ride home because I drive like an hour from work. And we were talking about pure evil. Does it really exist? What's your guys' opinions? Do you think pure evil exists in the world? Or do you think that it's it's spawned from something bad that happens to somebody? That's a good question. I think, uh, no, I mean, honestly, I think it can be. Now, the thing is, okay, we'll just do a quick separation of two things. Like, you know, in movies, what annoys me, I guess, is anytime there is a killer, they always have to give a reason now of why this person is a killer or is bad and almost makes you want to be sympathetic to them. And that's what makes me think, you know, you know, just there are people that can be bad. That can be just evil. Just make this person evil. That's what I think I... I, well, for Halloween, for example, for that movie, at first when you first you know was watching it, it just seemed like Michael Myers just he snapped one day he was evil. That's it. Then as you got into part you know four or five six, you found out a reason of why he was evil. Which for some people they got annoyed because they liked it that he was just evil, which I did I got too. Annoyed. Yeah, exactly. You just you got because you know he was just evil. Now why was he that's, evil? Well, like I said, he was just, well, because there was a curse of a thorn. It's something you'd have to see when you see part six, especially the uncut one. It explains it a lot better. But 
that's why, like, when I always talk about the Halloween remake, why I hated that so much more is now you're seeing, oh, Michael's bad because of all these reasons, because he's in a bad home. He gets picked on. He's, you know, talked about uh, his step, you know, like I said, his stepfather picked on him. Uh, the kids were bullying him. It just, it was just too, like I said, cliche and it was annoying, bad, you know, bad upbringing. And now he's a killer and he snaps. That's why I just couldn't stand. It's like, why can't you just have evil be evil? That's it, I yeah. guess, for just movies. But as for in real life, I, mean, I believe <laughs> that some people are just, you know, I know there's nature versus nurture. A lot of people say that. And for some degree, I'm sure, yeah, you know, you raise people right and they should be good. But sometimes you just get a very bad apple yeah, and it happens. That's true. Well, I, I'm I'm of the belief that <clears throat> and it's, it's because of, and I'm not going to get into it, but because of my religious um, um persuasion it's my spiritual persuasion i believe that there's pure evil that influences people but i do think people are definitely uh responsible for their actions i think people are i think the actions that people take and their behavior is dependent on both a nature aspect and like genetics and stuff like that and the environment it's that like you're raised it's, in it's like the right combination can create pure evil and mm-hmm. they haven't had influence from the outside world, right? And you guys saying? are saying, all three of you guys are saying that you enjoyed that the character was just pure evil. Yeah. Yeah, because so that's you scary. So that's- you don't let your religious beliefs get in, involved with your entertainment then? No, I don't. I don't. Like that, no. Because was I was just- talking to No Drop the other day, and I was asking him to, uh, he's going to do this astrological chart for me, for uh, my book. And uh, he was saying that uh, physics would have to be the physics that he knows so it can relate to what it is in the book. And uh, would that be like the same exact thing with what you guys are talking about? Or is it just because it's more of a belief system? Um, Well, for me, I I believe that uh, Alex, I didn't know we were going to get into the religious. Well, that, stuff, you don't have to get into it, man. So, so basically, you're saying like you kind of just when you watch your 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 entertainment, it's kind of like you're just. Oh yeah, watching. well that's like I like one of my favorite. You don't comments. put into stuff that you know. Say like okay, my uh, I was talking to uh, Zola World the other day, and we were he was talking about how his brother does not like. When in backgrounds of barbarian movies, they have like in Master Universe, they have all these planets. You could see all these planets from the land. He said, if that were true, these planets would collide within. Oh yeah, no. So, oh, he, so he can't enjoy that, knowing that that is real. Because the so, gravitational pull. Because the gravitational pull, those planets would collide, and they have and to be close up. enough to the to our atmosphere, like the moon. It's close enough to influence our gravity, like the the tides and stuff like that, because of the gravitational pull. And if planets were close enough for you to see them like that, they would affect the planet itself. And eventually collide. So he was saying that he can't take anything seriously with that. So do you guys ignore the stuff that you know as belief or as in science or physics? When it comes yeah. to, yeah, when it's fantasy and it's like you said, this is all fiction and fake from movies to mm-hmm. comics to whatever it is, you just accept it. It's, it's not Earth. This is something that's yeah. not going to happen. I yeah. mean, we're not Ooh. having people flying with superpowers shooting, you know, stuff well, out of their eyes. That's, that's one of my pet peeves 
is watching a movie with somebody that has to take everything literally. Oh, I hate that. I hate like, that. like it's like you'll be watching Star Wars and like that kind of fusion blast wouldn't even happen with that type. It's like, oh my god, it's what's this movie about Star- aliens? Charles, this is one that I heard that used to – it drove me nuts all the time. Like you said, people nitpicking. It was in Superman Returns. And, of course, you know, mm-hmm. this is I know Superman. what you're about to say. Yeah, you know what it's going to say. Somebody – when not just somebody. A lot of people said, the part I hated in the movie was when he got shot in the eye with the gun. Wouldn't he have blinked? I was like, are you serious? This is what we're complaining about? You're seeing a man that can almost hey, lift a planet. See, He's got all these powers, and you're going to complain about blink. blinking? I got – I got so many other things about that movie to complain about. I don't even have to worry about it. But I thought the bullet part was awesome. He might have yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about the cities being destroyed and stuff like that. I was like, oh, never mind. Yo, there was a documentary on HBO back in like the early 90s, late 80s about a little girl. And this was before documentaries were like huge. You know what I mean? Uh, and it was amazing. And even as a child, I was intrigued by it. Um, this little girl was just born pure evil. Her parents didn't fuck her up. Oh yeah, you know wh- whatever that that little girl is. She's kind of like I a famous re- little girl. I remember that. Yeah, and and like she <clears throat> just had this evil in her. Like she broke all these birds' necks mm-hmm. out of nowhere, and like she like hurt her little brother, and it yep. was like she was doing all this fucked up, twisted shit for no reason. No influence on the outside world. Like, there was no reason for her to be acting out this way. But she just, they couldn't even control her. And it was mm-hmm. about, like, they would try to, like, talk to her and she'd freak out and they'd have to actually hold her down. Because she was, like, vicious. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah, I mean? I, I remember that. And then she could look so sweet sometimes. Yeah, she could play it off. Yeah. Like a little yeah. fucking psycho. That In a case like that, I would have to lean towards, like, if, if there are no... And see, that's the thing. We... Something like, like if that kid had been violated or something like that, obviously it wasn't a thing where they had recorded it because they said that she had never been, yeah. you know, abused or anything like that. Now that's what they know. That's, you know, uh, uh, nobody's going to come out and say, oh yeah, I abused that kid. Yeah. So, you know, as far as they know, the other side of that, if, if she was never abused, I'd have to lean towards she had some kind of really bad chemical imbalance. Yeah. Something that made her like that. She yeah. was like completely psychotic at the age of five. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what is that? You know, that's, that's nature's doing that. Or like maybe she's eating some, a bad diet, whatever. You know, <laughs> who knows? I don't you know? think a bad diet is going to make anybody <laughs> kill anybody. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Well, I have enough chocolate. I might just No, but like you're saying, I think what he's saying is like, um, like someone, if they like say they abuse themselves with drugs and it alters their like, uh, does that alter your DNA in any way? Alters your brain. It know. alters yeah. your brain waves. Brain chemistry. Yeah. Brain All right. Chemistry. So, so then you have a kid. So you have two drug addicts, and 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 oh, two oh, yeah, that definitely has an effect. Whenever you have offspring of people that are abusing oh, yeah. chemicals, that, that's why you have like kids that are born addicted to crack. Yeah. yeah. You know, like that's why they call them crack babies, is because they're addicted to crack when they're born. Um, I know a family that adopted. Uh, a little girl and she was born addicted to crack and so they knew that they knew the girl that was having the baby was addicted to crack but they they cared enough about that child that they went ahead and adopted it anyway and so they had to go through a lot of stuff when that kid was first born and you know i gotta hand it to people like that that's that's 
that's a really good person in my book that would do that. Sure um, but yeah, I mean, it definitely has big time effects on people that whatever you put in your body, pregnant or, you know. So this guy, Ed Gaines, he was abused as a child. Is what you yeah, that's told? what I was going to tell you. It says right here. Um, How did they know that? Did he confess? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'll, I'll tell you. This is, this is, he had other family too. Uh, Edward okay. Theodore Gaines. Gein was born in La Crosse County, Wisconsin, August 27, 1906, the second of two boys of George Philip and Augusta Wilhelmine Gein. Um, let's see. His husband, Augusta despised her husband and considered him a failure for being an alcoholic who was unable to keep a job. Augusta owned a local grocery shop and sold the location in 1914 for a farm to purposely live in isolation near Plainfield, Wisconsin, which became the Gein family's permanent residence. Now, this is the key part right here. Augusta took advantage of the farm's isolation by turning away outsiders from influencing her sons. Edward left the farm only to attend school. Outside of school, he spent most of his time doing chores on the farm. Augusta, a fervent Lutheran, preached to her boys about the innate immorality of the world, the evil of drinking, and the belief that all women were naturally prostitutes and instruments of the devil. She reserved time every afternoon to read to them from the Bible, usually selecting graphic verses from the Old Testament concerning death, murder, and divine retribution. Hmm. So, and it says that Edward was shy. Classmate and teachers remember him as having strange mannerisms, such as seemingly random laughter, as if he was laughing at his own personal jokes. He was sometimes bullied to make matters worse. His mo- make matters worse. His mother punished him whenever he tried to make friends. Damn. Despite his poor social development, he did fairly well in school, particularly in reading. So, all that, and then his mother and father died, and he kind of had the place to himself. It's fucking spook. Yeah. So it was like it's definitely a case <laughs> where that environment, and it it may have been, you know, his dad was an alcoholic. I don't know if that, you know, what, you know, the father being an alcoholic can contribute. I'm I'm not that well versed in genetics to know if that causes some type of effect or not. I can definitely tell you that this episode is more creepy than our Halloween episode. <laughs> I think so. I definitely. I'm, right. I'm like looking around my room right yeah. now, like, what's going on? Let's get off. This is kind of freaking me out. I'm gonna have nightmares. It's uh, <laughs> it's, it's it's Friday thirteenth. Let's take, Let's take a break. Let's take a break. We'll come back to some some positive stuff, some Star Wars trailers and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll see where we go from there. All right. All right. We'll be right back. From the heights of the dark citadel to the dense Valorian jungles and the parched deserts of Morose, Shaldun, full of wonders, excitement, and adventure. Prince Algor, heir to the gooey throne of the Slime Kingdom, and the bravest warrior on all of Jaldun, makes his debut in a full wave of figures at doomkick.com. Now back to what he's doing. Welcome back to What Geeks Do, episode 18, special guest Joe Amato and the crew. So guys, I had this guy come in tonight, and I got to know him a little better from tattooing him for like three hours. He got this giant, like, awesome, like, I don't know, it was like a stone lion thing. 
Anyway, the kid was so cool. He knew like everything I was talking about geek wise. Lion? Did you say lion? Yeah, it was lion. It was like a lion. Like cat? Stone. Big cat? Like, yeah, like a stone lion. Whoa. Tattoo. Tattoo came out cool, by the way. Um, anyway, but we were talking about because uh, I've been writing my stories, and I was asking him a question. I go, "Do you think that stories kind of like I just learned the word trope the other day? Well, no job, Bob was explaining to me like what tropes are. Mm. Um, it, if the reader doesn't know, can one of you guys explain what a trope is? It's like a, a genetic uh, format for a story, really." Like uh, Star That's Wars, been- like the hero who you know he wants, he he knows there's more, you know. Like tropes are a little loose depending on what genre you're looking at. But um, with with what you're doing fantasy wise, I mean there are you know like five specific tropes you would abide by uh, that sell. But you could step outside that box these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was asking him though. I was asking him. I was like, what? sticks well with a person and i and i was asking him okay a movie that has beats that hit that you're waiting for that beat to hit kind of like when you're listening to a song you know the chorus is coming up so you you know it goes to four bars or eight bars and then the chorus hits so you know when say like conan is like the slave and then he breaks free from being mm-hmm. the slave and then becomes like a fighter and a hero and becomes the lover, meets people on the way, and then goes to the, the place where he's gonna fight the evil lord or whatever, defeats him, and then he saves the day. Well, that's like a that's a movie that hits all the beats that you want to see. Now, a movie another movie that's not traditional like that, that's really complex, like what's that movie that we were talking about earlier today, Marsh? Uh with Stalker? Perception. Uh, um uh, um uh Inception. Inception. Now that's like a, a movie that goes in and in, like it's real complicated. Now when it, and it's not that it's bad. It's just a complicated movie. We have to actually sit there and pay attention. Now my friend that I just met tonight was saying that those movies sit in your mind more than those movies that hit every beat because you have to actually open your mind, sit and concentrate and and figure out what's going on in this movie. So you spent time with this movie trying to think about what's going on. So you have more of a personal connection with it and and more than those movies that just hit through every single beat and like at the end you're just like satisfied. I had now, to agree what's your with opinions you. on these? I had to agree with your little tattoo friend that like there are like a lot of those independent step outside of the box kind of movies that I enjoy that I'll think about for days on end, even maybe weeks on end. Like, for example, um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind mm-hmm. or uh, Punch Drunk Love, like that kind of stuff sticks with me. And I'm like thinking about more of the characters and like what they're going through as opposed to the big picture. Uh, where like Star Wars, you had the hero who's like, you know, born on like the farm, you know, or like, you know, Superman. He's got to like overcome like, you know, it's it's a basic well, what I asking you, I, I get what you're saying for the week. Yeah. But for eternity. Yeah. When, when, that's what I'm, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. When, when you think about Star Wars, <laughs> you're fucking lit, right? Your little wingies going. I'm always You want to go to that movie, right? <laughs> but, okay. Now, if Star Wars, the new Star Wars is coming out, and, it, and Eternal Sunshine Part 2 is coming out, which movie <laughs> are you going to be more excited about? Well, it depends how the Star Wars looks. I'm talking about the Star Wars that we're about to see. Especially nowadays. 
You know I that movie's going to be good. I don't know. I don't know. It's probably going to be good. You know, they've come a long way with CGI. It's going to be good. Uh, who's that dude? Michael Hearn, who might play? Wait a minute. Wait, are you talking about yeah. He-Man? Yeah. Wait, what happened? We're talking about He-Man. How did we get the He-Man from Star Wars? Come on now. Are you talking about Star Wars? I was thinking He-Man. Are you you smoking catnip again? If we get to it, we get to it. Let's not rush it. Now, now I'm saying like, okay, Star Wars is a movie where it's like, you know. You don't know what's going to happen. I'm talking about the Star Wars that exists there. Oh, okay. Okay, you know that the, the hero beats the bad guys and all that shit. And that's what you, that's the beat you want to hit at the end. Yeah. So you could be like, ah, right. See, this is, this is my point of view. You got a climax, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is my point of view on the whole thing. I, I like movies like inception and, um, uh, what's the one? Memento. Is it memento? Memento. Is the name of the movie? It's got guy Pierce in it. And it's uh, about the guy that keeps losing his memory. Same director, right? Is this same Uh, director? Same director? What of Inception? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um both of them are um, uh, Christopher Nolan. He wakes up with the tattoos. Uh huh. Yep. Like I love movies like that, that make you think and all, but I'm not gonna watch those every day. That's you what I'm talking about. It's like once you see That's them, you don't have to watch them. The same thing. You're right. Yeah, it's like it's, you go through that one big long thing, but yeah. I sure don't feel like watching it again and uh, again exactly. and again. Those up, right, right. And it sits with you for like you said, like a week, maybe a month, if it's really good. Mm-hmm. But it's like I, my mind will keep going back to. You know what it is? I think it's, it's kind of like when I watch Dexter. I know Dexter's so complicated. You never know if that dude's going to survive or not because he gets himself into the fucking deepest shit. But somehow some shit happens and you're like, that was brilliant. I can't believe he got out of that. But you'll watch it again. But no, that's the thing. I won't watch it again because I know he gets out of that yeah. shit. Yeah, and it's 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 like a different. It's different because it, it was so complicated that I are. It's kind of like I don't know what it is. It's spoiled already for me. You know, I I, I you know Avengers: Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. I was just telling Pizza the other day. I watched it in the movies. Me and Pizza saw it in the movie theater because we're geeks. And uh, when it came out in DVD and my library finally got it, I got it. And I watched it like two times in a row after that. And I actually enjoyed it a little bit more. Now, would that be considered something that you would watch over again? Um, I didn't really enjoy that movie as much as other people did. Yeah, But if you said Dark Crystal, I'd watch Dark Crystal oh, yeah. 1,500 times in a yeah, row. Me too. Yeah, you because know, that can and almost that- be the same said for like... Uh, TV shows to where there's oh, the ones yeah. that are serialized and then the ones where like so many people, they'd rather just sit there. Some, like when it comes to like NCIS or Los Angeles, like, okay, here it is. It's over. It's done. Bam. But yeah. then you get something involving like Lost. Now, like when Lost was on, I loved it. I was waiting for each week, each week, but some people just didn't have patience. This is just comparing to like TV series mm-hmm. now. But yeah. a lot of people, they're like, oh, Jesus, what's going to happen next? They get like one in ending. It's like, you know, try to be invested. But the thing is, after that six-year journey of being invested and loving it every mm-hmm. single episode, I never wa- went back and watched Lost again, even the though I loved it and no. enjoyed it. Mm-mm. Yeah, I, hell yeah. no. Well, I'm the same way. Let's look at a relationship that, like, you already know what you got out of it. I don't need to go revisit it again. It's like if the continuity is super strong, you don't watch it again. No. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? That's why I think. That's why I was asking him. I was like, "What would you?" Based on like, I'm trying to figure out the story that I'm writing myself. 
And I'm trying to think what works better. This big, elaborate, uh, uh, elaborate, like, continuity or beats that people want to hit. hit. I think it's, I think it's a, you can have a combination of both of those. A little bit of balance. Huh? A little bit of balance. A little bit of balance. And you know what? I know Charles hasn't seen it, but I, I go back and watch Game of Thrones episodes, even though I know where they're going. Mm-hmm. So I don't even yeah. know how to explain this. I'm lost. Well, you know what? Oh, I'll tell you what, Pizza. I mean, I don't know if you're talking like in the context now of uh, stories and comics and books and things like that. But like, here's something for me. Like I said, it's just my opinion. I expect everybody to agree with it. Mm-hmm. But um, like with comics. Now, growing up, when I used to read, okay, for example, I am going to say Masters of the Universe. I'll just say it. When I would read, whether it was the mini comics, the Star Marvel comics, whatever it may be, and just like how the cartoons were, you had an episode, a story, somebody like Scale of Stories doing this. He's trying to acquire this. He managed to stop him. Bam, boom, done, bang. Once in a while in the cartoon, very rarely, like the House of Shikoti, it was a two-parter. It was very rare. Mm-hmm. You didn't have two-parters. There wasn't a lot of continuity. Now, when you look at comics nowadays, at least, I don't know if all of them are like this, but I I kind of get tired of these story arcs where it's like, okay, we're going to be in – again, we have to invest into eight, nine issues, ten issues, maybe more of this whole giant story arc to get to the end. And sure, it is good and it can work, but what happened to the good one-off stories? Like you could yep. still – even – yeah, it's like you can have a one-off story and still like in a way, almost like what Charles is saying, once in a while have a little link back mm-hmm. to what happened in another thing to know yeah. there is continuity, but the constant everything – I have to have all eight in a row. I can't yep. even memorize what goes on no more. Now, you tell me about uh, old comics. You're like, hey, you remember what happened to issue seven of this or this and that? Bam, you know them. They all had titles of each thing for mm-hmm. the comics. Yeah. I can relate to that, and I like that where you can have a boom, bang, beginning, end, and like you said, the impact and pow. But to constantly have continuity, mm-hmm. that's not – it's just – it's not my thing, and I know some people love it, but I can't well, deal with that. The, the way that you deal with it. Uh, or not the way you should deal with it. the way you do it successfully is the way they did it back in the day. You have an overarching story arc that you're following the character, but yeah. you do adventures. Yeah, yeah there so, you go. You, you have like okay, look look at the Hulk. Like the the first when when um, Stanley and Kirby were doing the Hulk at first. Uh, that first year of the Hulk was or the first couple of years because it kind of they split it up. That was great because they were telling this story and the Hulk was going through this stuff and all, but each thing was an adventure and you mm-hmm. didn't have to have the issue before. I mean, you were, you-, you know, what's a prime example of that? Um, just, you know, not to cut in, uh, mm-hmm. it, what's that TV show with that dude from Dawson's Creek? It has an underlying continuity to it, but like each episode is also a complete story. Mm-hmm. I think that's key. I think that's the, uh, the the nice balance is the overall thing. Like Conan, he's mm-hmm. yeah, going like on Conan. a quest to become king yep. to get his throne. But on the way, he's going to bag a couple of chicks and take over a couple armies. Oh, geez. People are probably yelling at the speakers right now. Like, ah, that, that show. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. like, dude, what's the name for anything like- with Dawson Creek in it. No, what's the name for... <laughs> What's it? I love Dawson's Creek. Yeah. What's the name of uh like uh what's a fringe? Fringe. That's it. Oh, oh yeah. Fringe. Yeah. 
I lost interest in that pretty quick. I love that show. <laughs> I love the no, all I'm the not way to slamming the end. it. I'm just saying, like, I didn't. I, for one thing, I I'm real bad if like if I miss an episode or something, I don't want to watch it. Yeah, I'm kind of a completist with that. So, yeah. but but yeah, I know. I know what you're saying. Like each episode was kind of its own adventure, but it was like the X Files. Yeah, exactly. Like X Files had like an overarching story there, and you had little story arcs you followed. That's another prime example. Speaking of TV shows, Joe Amato, I know you're a huge Superman fan. Are you watching Supergirl? I, I actually am watching it. Dude, like it? let me ask you something. Uh-huh. Does that show make you want to cry sometimes? Uh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I thought you were going to say, yeah, dude. I, I was hoping that someone else up your spot. Could've, 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 I was like, wait, what? I watched I watched episode one, dude. Are you proud of me? And I I don't know. It's just something I thought you maybe would like. But listen, like, okay, <laughs> when I watch that show, I don't know what it is. And don't it's not nothing that she's so cute and all that shit. It has nothing to do with me she liking is. her in right. that way. Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, yeah. I think of her she it might be even the actress that does this. But that character as as Supergirl, when she's like nerd form, she's she is so like she is cute. like she's wholesome. adorable. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. adorable, right? But yeah. it's not it's not it's not that. She is just so wholesome, like Superman's supposed to be. But I, it's like mm-hmm. she's so much fun. I want to hold and her. Close she gets to my excited heart. and she wants to do something. I feel like she's a real hero. And those her. heroes do not exist anymore. It's always the anti-hero that all exists. Right, all right. You, Hold on, let me starting. just finish. So, no. like, when I see her do something and she does it, dude, it almost brings a tear to my eye. I get so emotional, especially when the music kicks in. And she's like, well, I got to do this and all this shit. And I'm just like, man, Supergirl, you fucking do your thing, bro. <laughs> I, I get fucked up, man, when I watch that show. I, I, it's like, do I got my period or something? Listen, that show was designed me. for You're, you're gonna get upset with me because I'm 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 totally agreeing with you, but the reason why you feel that way is because that's the way the superheroes are supposed to be. Yeah. And this is one of the reasons why I'm not all that crazy about the DC cinematic universe, because they're taking a lot of that out. Supergirl is like the bright shining light and all this stuff, and Superman should be. Yeah. But should. Superman is a dope. That dude in all the fucking the movies I've ever seen him in, he's always been tricked by somebody that's a little bit smarter than okay, him. Okay, but you so didn't I watch could... you didn't watch Smallville, Peter. And I will never watch Smallville. All right, so you don't know Smallville was good Smallville. at first. Smallville was I, can, good I don't like that WB shit. Everybody's always You're trying watching to throw it that right shit now. down my hey, Smallville was my shit back in the day. I love I love Smallville. Me too. Well, let me let me qualify qualify my like for it. I like Smallville at first. And then it just, it kind of became a little bit too much episodic. Like it was monster of the week, you know, it did like like Power Rangers. And, and then the problem with it after that was it became way too much like teen drama crap. Like when it first started out, it had that, like the first season you'd be watching the episode and the hairs on the back of your neck would stand up whenever they'd start, you know, hinting at him doing Superman type stuff. Yeah. And then the people that directed that show became and write and wrote it became more and more reluctant to show him actually doing Superman stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna you tell know? Pizza to watch it though. It was I think, good. Now I think I, Pizza I, would there were like some it good if episodes like here and there, and it it got 
really good at one point and then it would just kind of drop down and then it would get good again and it was just kind of inconsistent but yeah. it had that superman you know like that's the way superman's supposed to be when you hear that music that dun, dun, yeah. dun, 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 dun. like the hairs on the back of your neck should stand up it's like he uh he man <laughs> superman yeah. is here to save the day and yep. that's to me that's superman superman if of any dc character it's supposed to be like bright and shining and like makes you just feel like the world is okay. It should be well, Superman. I'm not going to tell I, pizza what to do, but I'm going to tell no, pizza no. if he likes Supergirl show, go uh-huh. back and like open your heart to Smallville. Yep. Yeah, you, it was great. You, you might get, I never thought this before this moment, but you might get into Smallville. You know what? I got enough super in my life right now, and I, I, it's, <laughs> it's all going to Supergirl because right. I've always liked Supergirl better than Superman because I felt like she just had, I just felt she had more character to her. Yeah, but did and you like, get placed? I like somebody like her trying to figure out how to use her powers. That is, she's like just as strong as Superman. You know what I mean? Like, and she's just like more likable. Yeah, as a did character, I feel like she's more likable. The dude that plays Clark Kent in Smallville is so cute. He's yeah, and you, you trust me. I mean, no, you'll get that out of Smallville if you're talking about somebody trying to learn if, and use their powers. If I had a man crush, it'd be on that All dude right, from Smallville. I'll find uh, Pizza. I'll find the name of the one. Hold on. <coughs> I love that the, dude. I love him. Wait a minute. The one episode <laughs> that you need to see. It was in the first season, and it was the one where you guys remember. You guys have watched Smallville, right? Hell yeah. All right, you remember the one where um, Clark was helping that young kid? Like, it was a kid that, I, I don't know whether his family had been killed or what, but, like, he and Clark became really close in that one episode. And it was in the first season. That episode right there was, to me, that was the pinnacle of that show. Yeah. Because it was it was hinting really heavy on him being Superman and stuff like that. And, yeah. and uh, it was... Uh, they played that song, that Superman song, that was Somebody real popular back in the day. me. No, not that one. What, I'm not scared <laughs> to fly or something. Yes, or, yeah. yes. They played that in that episode. And it was just perfect, and the whole episode just felt like you were watching Superman. Well, but uh, the I, one thing I like about the new Supergirl is okay. The the villains that she's fighting, it's just like this is like movie quality shit. And usually after the first episode, I don't remember who the hell was telling me this, and probably was Marsh, but they were saying they put a, a large budget for the first uh, movie, and then they slowly decline afterwards. But they have not declined at all. If anything, they've got even better. Because they he j- um, I don't remember what this character's name was, Reactor or something. Reactron. The, what is it, Reactron? Wasn't yeah, Reactron. The, didn't that, wasn't that look like a high-budget movie? It seems did, like... We, they did do a great job with it, yeah. Um, I've been impressed with Supergirl. Like I, I get the whole drama shit. And somebody was telling me, I think it was Marsh again, or maybe it was my friend Tom. But they were saying that without the drama, it builds on these characters and it, it's more meaningful. But I think they, if they would just focus a little bit more on less of that, I think it'd be good. But I get it, you know what I mean. But I could do without that stuff. Yeah, I think about what I would do personally in my head, and that show would be so kick ass. But it's good. So you and oh, let me. Th- I forgot. You just said you list. You watched it. What'd I you watched think? episode one. What'd it was think? entertaining. Like it made me want to watch episode two. Mm. What do you think about the the actress playing uh, both characters? She's good. 
She is, right? Yeah. She's got these little mannerisms that you just like. Uh, She's all goofy you know? as like. Uh, yeah, right? She's yeah. goofy. That's what I love about her. She's like this goofy character. Yeah. It's not like Clark Kent goofy, you know what I mean? Like like awkwardness, like oh sorry, like I was a, oh, just like my a nerdy classes. girl. I just Cara, my yeah. She looks like she like she's like holding her piston every time she stands. Like she's just like she's goofy, you know? Yeah, she's fun and like and and like I I loved when she gets like a boner for fucking J- uh, Olsen. <laughs> Yeah. Like the way so, she giggles and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that shit gets me, man. I'm That's like, pretty oh, cool. This girl, I, it made me. It makes me like that. Brings me into that whole fucking drama bullshit. It's cool. And I'm they, like, they throw Jimmy Olsen in that too. And he's all like hunky dory, and he's like, "Yo, my mama raised me right." He's you know, like, like uh, he's like cool. spoiler alert, but he's like, "Oh yeah, I know who you are." Like, yeah, Clark. Oh, yeah, I like how they reference Clark a lot. Oh, I love well, that. How- you know what shocks me is the kind of in the way of showing Superman in a couple episodes without really showing him because you know. Yeah, I don't know spoiler alert! Can. Episode three, my man shows up and takes yeah. care. Yo, I didn't see that. That was pretty cool. Right. Yo, he's oh, yeah. Diesel too, right? Don't get crazy, yo. Yo, when he so- shows up, it's like it's like Little? almost like yo, it's, it's like the return of something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. holy shit! Right. Like it's yeah. just huh? pizza. That's, That's what enough. I'm talking about. Let's That's take what it down I'm talking about. No, 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 don't. <laughs> Chill out. Pizza, that's what I'm talking about. That's what Superman should be. Yep. All right. What, like a side character? No. Like, <laughs> no, but he, sh- he should be inspiring. Yeah, yeah. and oh, yeah. it's like the he character that you want whole- to save, you know, to have come save the day. Because that is the unfortunate thing. Like you said, everything they're doing now, it's like they're making all our superheroes and comics and other types of movies emo and dark. And it's like, you know, the whole world isn't like that. They think that they want to cater to people because they assume, well, you know, that's all people and that's what they want to see. Not really. We do want to see heroes. Give yeah. give us these heroes. Because I tell you what, at the end of the day, if the world was going to be destroyed by a comet and I had the choice of picking Batman to stop that comet or Superman, I'd pray that there was somebody like Superman to save the day. Yeah. That's what's so inspirational. Yeah, like but when they you know what the thing is? I understand what you guys are saying, but I think there should be a balance. I like well, my superheroes. I like my superheroes serious and I like my superheroes fun. And I think they got it messed up. I think Marvel should have been oh, more serious and DC should have been more fun. That's a good point. I'm not Bright- even getting in on this. Brighten it up a tit. Because you, you always, always, always talk about how the, the Marvel stuff is too lighthearted and all this stuff, and you're ignoring the fact that you've got, like, people... I, I'm not even getting into this anymore. Gotham's a dark place. I'm not even. <laughs> Alright, let's go into some 21 questions with Joe Amato before the end of the episode. With a, all right, Joe a, Amato, a little Geek is... Persuasion. Let's do Geek Persuasion. You want to do Geek Persuasion first? Yeah, and then we'll go into 21 questions. Alright. All right, so let's, th- let's talk about Superman. Oh wait, Joe are we Mato, doing geek persuasion? If you could be friends with Superman, would you be friends with Superman? We gotta basically persuade you into not being friends with him Joe, or being friends with him. It goes like this. Yeah. This is geek persuasion with what geeks do. Persuade your geek friends like the same shit that you do. Keep persuasion now. Ow! <laughs> so, alright. What's the first question on the list? Alright, so... Uh, uh, who's gonna team up? Me and Marsh or me and Rob? 
right, me, me and Marsh. Me and Marsh okay. are going to team up because I feel I feel he's a little mad at me right now, so I want to be on the same team as him. All right? So we're okay. me and Marsh first. First, bad Rob. Rob's the bad guy. Right? Yeah, so, so since Rob's the bad guy, he's going to say how he doesn't want Joe Amato to be friends with Superman. And me and Marsh would be like, you got to be friends with Superman because of this reason. Do you get how this game works now? All right. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. We'll give the honors to Charles Marsh why you want to be friends with him. Um, he'll save your butt whenever it's in, in the frying pan. No, girl. Hmm. Is it my turn? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He'll blow a load right through your chick out of her back. <laughs> demolish her. What are you saying right now? I'm saying this kryptonite fucking... This kryptonite, you know, sperm can't handle a human girl. That's what they you know, say, what? Right? Super, super, Superman is way too virtuous to hit on your woman. He totally would, though. Nope. Right. Play a player. Sorry. It's got my turn, too, right? Yeah, well, go in there. All right, well, you just said it because I didn't think of anything. So go ahead, Rob. <laughs> um, he'll definitely be hotter than you because the dude never ages and he's fucking sexy, right? Yo, his cousin is super girl. Enough said. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what does that mean? That <laughs> means you better fucking counter my shit. You're going to lose this shit. That means he won't let you touch her. So like, that's talking about, why is everything gonna be sexual? You know what I'm saying? Like, you were talking sexual. You talking sexual? You talking now. sexual? Now. Jo- I'm Yo, saying if it's a cousin Supergirl, you'll never be able to date her because you'll never be good enough. Joe Amato, he can use this X-ray vision on his cousin and tell you what she really looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's fucked up, Rob. That's gross. <laughs> that's fucked up, Rob. <laughs> All right, let me tell you why it's good. No, it's this, bad. This is pizza talking. That, that dude could fly. He'd make you look like an asshole. Oh, shit. <laughs> Charles Marsh, hit it. I'm, I'm getting there. All right. Okay, Superman always takes care of his buddies. Look at Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, look at pizza. Like, he's, he's going to be, like, your ultimate wingman. He's going to be, like, backing you up all the time. He's going to be, like, he'll, he'll hook you up with the chicks that he don't want. Yeah, and he don't want any of them because he got Lois. So that means so many chicks for you, Amato. So many chicks. And if you're into dudes, so many dudes for you, too. So many. No. Uh, All right. (laughs) Whatever. Joe, you're never going to be his right-hand man because Jimmy's already his right-hand man. You're never going to get a wash if that's what you think. Cold-blooded. Yo, I, I I know a good thing. You're gonna get sloppy thirds after Jimmy. Listen, <laughs> when it's Superman's game, it doesn't matter. Thirds are awesome. That's the Hold on, <laughs> I got a good one. Okay. Um, you know that motherfucker got the first issue of his own comic. He gonna give oh. that shit to you, son. He gonna oh. give that to you. You think he's got actually comics number one? He knows he's he several. He he's probably got like that. a he's got like a bucket of them. You think so? Yo, Here's another thing. He's going to take you to his little like ice cave and you're going to get to look at all that cool shit. And you might even yeah. jump into the, that pit that gives you superpowers. He's going to yeah. make you feel like a dickhead when you have to have a coat on because it's so cold over there. Because he's no, not man, he'll warm you up with his weather. heat breath. He'll be like, yeah. yeah, he'll blast your ass with his heat breath. Oh, let's bring it back bring to up. Joe Amato. Did you love how, uh, that how uh, Supergirl didn't know how to use her freeze breath yet. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen so, that yet. That was so much fun, wasn't on, it? She's like, topic. sorry. 
Yeah, I didn't see that yet. That was right. so good. He's. Uh, you know, I, I love the part where where she wanted to have the interview with her, and she was like, "Well, how do I have an interview? She's gonna know it's me." She's like, "Don't worry, she's only gonna see a god and all this shit, and she's gonna just like vision her." Like, oh, I don't know how they put it, but they said some. You know what I'm saying, right? You can explain it better than I can. Right? I'm about six feet in. Right saying, now. Yeah. If Superman's around, dude. You're seriously going to no, be... I'm talking about something right now. No, dude. man, we're geek persuasion. <laughs> yeah, but I know we go in and out of the conversation. That's what it's all about. Joe Mato wanted to make the point that when she got... Okay, the, the person that, that, that acted... Wait, what's her name when she's not Supergirl? Kara what? Kara. Danvers. Danvers. She, her boss wanted an interview with her, with Supergirl. And if she didn't get the interview... Jimmy Olsen was going to get fired and go work for somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So she didn't want her friend because this this show is all about friendship. And that shit doesn't exist a lot. Only between what geeks do crew. That's about it. <laughs> you know? But there's a tight friendship between those guys. Yeah. You know? And so she was like, I'm going to give up my whole life so you don't get fired. She was going to give up her whole fucking life for this guy. And it's not a being about love. You know, there's a little twinkle in her eye. But it's more about friendship. If you know what I love about, it's about virtue. That's what the whole Superman story is about. The super family, the family of L. Joe, if you're friends with Superman, he's never going to have time to hang out with you. So it's going to be like not having a friend at all. Superman is so fast, he can hang out with whoever he wants to, whenever he wants to. It's a, it's a busy world out there. That's all right. He's a busy dude. Joe Amato, you're number one in his book, all right? That's not That's necessarily cool. true. I think Jimmy's number three. Then in this in this situation, Joe Mono is Jimmy. That's not true. I, I've seen Superman's locker, and he's got pictures of Joe in there. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna come in fourth the, at the least because you got Jimmy, you got Lois, and you got uh, what's her name, the first girl that he was digging on. Yo, and then you got Brainiac, and then you got the parasite. You're gonna have to deal with you Brainiac. You have to deal with all those threats, Dark Side. You're Wait not, a minute. He's not Are you talk. talking him out of this pizza? You know what? I think I'm jumping <laughs> to the dark side real quick. You know what's going to happen? You're going to have to deal with all these motherfuckers trying to kill you because he cares about you, Joe. Even in his young age, yes. Lana. He's going to be hanging out with Lana. Yeah, hey. and then you're going to want to get with Lana and then he's not going to like you, dude. He's super hot. You Wait, ain't what, get what's happened that. here? It's going to be more sexually frustrating than anything. And you know what? You're going to always look at him, and you're going to think, man, I wish I was as good as him. He's going to be like, well, you're not, dude. You're just little Joe Amato, and I'm fucking super, and, and there's nothing you can do about it. And he I, goes, you know what? You want to ride on my shoulder? I'll take you to the top of the moon, baby. And you're going to feel like an asshole. Yeah. Are you ready for, uh, to make your decision, Joe? Wait a minute. Superman is going to be able to take you to different planets to meet alien chicks and alien chicks. Yeah, so you can like hold your breath for like three seconds and then. No, dude, he's gonna he's gonna give you like some of his crazy high tech Kryptonian breathing apparatus. Traveling through space, he can do that. No, that's made up. Cold blood, dude. What are you talking about? Made up? Have you seen the stuff that's in here? Oh, wait, real quick. You just made me think of something. Yo, Joe Amato. The bad guy, the uh, the the general between me and you is that Martian Manhunter. Wait, with the red eyes, that's Martian Manhunter, right? I was wondering. I was wondering. I'm I'm not quite sure, but yeah, we don't want to spoil everything. But because they're an alien unit that takes care of only alien shit, he was like very 
was the word when you're like very stern about something? He's in Smallville. Would you shut up with that WB shit? <laughs> you're watching WB. I'm not watching WB. I'm watching CNB or what? CBS. Same thing. CW. No, no, no. no. There's like Warner brothers. There's like an adult version. There's a kid version. WB is like the fucking. You know what I think about the WB? I think about that fucking frog that jumps up and throws that throws those fucking like cereal bits at you. It's like WB. All right, right? Joe Mata, would you hang out with Superman or not? Well, I'll tell you what. You all gave good points. The one thing I think that might top it off to only reason I'd hang out with them would be just to get those action comics because that's a couple million dollars God and that could do me pretty well. And then I wouldn't have to hang out with them afterwards. So if I could do that just to get the comic, I, I think this that's why. Bullshit. I'm getting rid Damn, your parasite might fucking get up on your dingle and take off that shit. <laughs> Super- hey, Super- Superman will autograph your copy. Uh, you know he would. He would give it up for you, Joel Ma. You're a good guy. <laughs> I think yeah. I think I'd be friends if I could at least get those comics. Sure. So you go with yes on, on hanging out with Superman. Yeah, me and Charles yep. Marsh wins. Hey, wait a minute, you black-hearted traitor! What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, it's Charles, he's the one that won. I mean, it was all for your one suggestion, no pizza. But you, yeah, you turned over to Rob's side. So, Tell yeah. him what he, he came won, to the dark Bob. side, bro. That's where it's at. Tell him what he won, Bob. He ain't win shit. That's <laughs> <laughs> best prize right, ever. Commercial break. He God won. The, he won him. the exit song. Oh, oh, no commercial break. That's the end of the That's show. The end Thanks of the for show. coming on the show, Joe Amato. Joe Amato. Friday thirteenth, episode eighteenth. Good All conversation. Right. We're about to hit into the twenties after the next one. You know we're grown adult now. Grown up. We gonna, gonna get our driver's license. Take Christine on a ride. <laughs> Joe, come back on the show. I sure will. Thanks for having me. That was a lot of fun. Joe Motto, Joe, 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 Amato, Joe Motto Customs.com, bitch. Check him out. Check him out. He does the coolest shit. If you want a Fordak with a fucking imp, he'll do it. If you want Thundercats with red hair, he'll do it. Or orange hair. Whatever you want. You want Venom Man at Arms, he'll do it. Yeah. Premium dollar, son. Premium. In a wild spot. Pizza, always a pleasure. Oh, no, girl. Till next time, episode 19. Stay tuned. Not Supergirl, not Pizza. Huh? <laughs> I just played. You know, I just say that to get you, man.